You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey friends, welcome back, like all the way back. I am so pumped to start putting out episodes again on a consistent basis um, because I have a real legitimate plan for this and I have like actual legitimate time, which is kind of crazy because I feel like I haven't had time in a really long time. Um, I'm saying time a lot, but we, if you don't know, um, we just moved to North Carolina within the last month or so, Um, but I don't want to spoil anything. I'm getting ahead of myself, Um, so I'm going to go back to the plan. So I am, with the podcast, I'm going to try to be, um, for the next year, I'm committing to being more consistent, having a plan. Um, If you had me in class or if you're around me a lot, you know that I love to say, if you're failing to plan, then you are planning to fail. And so Honestly, that's kind of what had happened with the podcast a little bit. I hadn't had time to do a lot of planning for the podcast or praying about it because um, I was teaching new subjects and I just had a lot going on. But I have a plan um, and I am kicking off this new month and this new podcast episode with a four-part series called The Process of Obedience which I'm like simultaneously pumped about and also mortified about because I feel really strongly about not being a hypocrite. So I can't talk to y'all about obedience and not be obedient during this time. Actually, that makes it sound like I'm just going to be obedient for like a month while I do this series and then I'm gonna go back to doing my own thing. Um, So maybe I should say... I'm going to be obedient now and forevermore. Maybe that would be maybe a little bit (laughs) better of a plan. Um, But basically, I chose the process of obedience because what I have learned is that the ability to be obedient is a dang stinking process. I'm like hitting my leg right now and Brandon's telling me to not hit my leg because that's probably going to pick it up. But that is how important and emphatic I want to communicate that obedience is a process. Like I think sometimes we can hear people talk about obedience and read it and just kind of like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to like grind my teeth and try really hard to be obedient. And then we try and then like doesn't work. And it's like, oh, This is so hard. Um, And I think that we forget that it is a process. Um, And it has not always been easy for me um, to be obedient. Like, actually, I take that back. If I want to be obedient, then it actually could be easy for me. But when I can't really figure out why someone would ask me to do something, then being obedient is a little more difficult. So you could argue, you know, we could have that argument about am I actually being obedient in the first place? I don't know. But um, I truly was like the kid in school that at first the teachers loved because, you know, I was interested and I I always listened and I, I asked questions, but I think they eventually got annoyed with me because my catchphrase 
was, but why? But why? But why? But why? Like, I'm hoping that some of you can relate to me and are at least like laughing or smirking on the inside because you're picturing yourself doing the same thing. Or maybe if you are a teacher or you teach in Sunday school or something like that, you like have a face in your mind of people that are also but why people. It's a really um, fun, stressful life to be a but why person. Maybe I should start a support group. I don't know. But anyway, um, for example, like whenever I was in kindergarten, you know, if the teacher, Miss Coonan, was my kindergarten teacher, bless her heart, um, she was great, but I'm sure I was just like a stressful child to have. Um, but if she would say, okay, it's time to get out our colors, you know, little baby kindergarten Jackie would like eagerly rush to get out my colors because that is super fun and something I enjoy doing. I actually, for a short stint, um, tried my hand at entrepreneurship and I would sell my drawings to my family. Poor souls, I made them buy for five cents or 10 cents the pictures that they were going to hang on the fridge anyway to humor me. Um, so when Miss Coonan would say to get the colors out, I would, you know, get the colors out. Obedient. Great. But then Teach would be like, okay, get your mats out for nap time. And little baby ignorant that she would one day miss nap time, Jackie, was like, but why? I like didn't always say this out loud. Um, I mean, I think I was a smarly, fair, smarly, I was a smarly, I was a fairly smart cookie um, in kindergarten. So I knew better than to say but why out loud with my mouse and mouth and voice. But I'm pretty sure that my nonverbals probably made it clear. <laughs> that whenever Miss Coonan or Miss Cogswell, I think we took naps in first grade also, actually. Um, but whenever they would tell me to get my mat out, even though I didn't say but why, my body language probably did that. So I've never really been great with obedience if I don't fully understand it. So what's my point in all of this? Um, my point is that true obedience is a process. It's not just getting out the mat when the teacher says, right, and rolling your eyes or whispering to your friend um, that you're so upset that you have to take a nap again because you're grown up, because it's after Christmas, right? Or begrudgingly giving, maybe, to your local church. Or like you read your Bible because you want to be obedient and you know it's what you're supposed to do, but you don't really love it. Um, you don't really know what to do because you've like really been not loving it for a few years now. Um, that sort of thing. True obedience, I think, is intimacy with God that is beautiful and unexplainable. But it is a process to get there. It definitely is a process to get to what I would consider true obedience. Um, so that was a very, very, very long introduction to tell you that in this podcast series, this four-part series, um, the end goal is to achieve intimacy with God through obedience, right? So ultimately, like what we want to be doing with our life is is being like Christ and to walk intimately um, with Him. 
And don't get hung up, you know, on the word intimately and the connotations that surround it. Whenever I say intimately, I just mean very close and with God throughout our lives. So I really do hope that you'll listen to all four episodes, um, that you'll kind of commit to do that. I'm going to release them every Wednesday. Um, I would love for you to share the episodes with your people. But please like be kind and gentle in how you share. You know, if you've heard people um, say, you know, they go like the couple that goes to church and the pastor's like talking about, you know, whatever, being nice to your wife. And as soon as they get in the car, the wife is like, well, husband, I really hope you were listening to that. Maybe you should listen to it again. You know, like my hope is that I do want you to share this with your people because um, I think it could be really helpful for your walk with Jesus. But I also, you know, you know your friends and your people and and so you just, you know. So if this was shared with you, know that it's because um, they just want you to listen to the podcast because they probably know me and it has nothing to do with you and their perception of your obedience. So we're all clear there. Um, but this week, this week's main goal is going to be pretty basic. Like I want to go back to the beginning. Um, I've heard a lot of like football coaches. I feel like I heard Nick Saban say one time, maybe not, but I really like Nick Saban. Um, I feel like I heard him say, you know, whenever things they're not doing well, like if they have a couple of bad games, they get back to the basics. And so that's where I want to start. So I want to start with what I'm calling directives for the collective. So it's kind of fancy, but I just like how it sounds. I'm going to explain um, what that means. But for some of you, these things that I'm about to talk about might seem easy or too elementary, but I would encourage you to still listen and maybe even more intently if you've like been a believer for a while and you feel like you kind of got it going on. Um, I find whenever I'm thinking, okay, I've got this figured out about a topic, that's actually when I need to maybe lean in more and kind of ask God to give me fresh eyes on this. Um, so like I said, I'm calling this directives for the collective. So let me define what that is and kind of why I chose to call that. And I'll probably use that phrase often throughout the next um, three to four episodes. So as defined by the Google Dictionary, which is, you know, very official, um, directive means an official or an authoritative instruction. So to give someone a directive is to like be in a place of authority and tell them what to do, instruct them to do something and you expect them to do it because you are um, an authority. So you could also say, honestly, it's like a command, but I just wanted to use the word directive. So in our case, as believers, this would be commands that God has given us. So when I say directive throughout the podcast, um, I'm referring to things that God has commanded us to do through scripture, um, ways that Jesus has told us to act or behave or think. So think like, you know, the thou shall not lie or thou shall not covet. So those are the um, 10 commandments, but also think 
things in the New Testament. So the Great Commission, where Jesus tells us to go and and preach the gospel to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, and then teaching them to live in the way that he commanded us to live. Or like whenever he says to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. These are commands or instructions from our authority. And so we could call these directives. Okay, now the second kind of word, larger word, or maybe word we don't use as often, um, is collective. So collective is also defined by the Internet Dictionary as belonging or relating to all the members of a group or a family. So when I say collective, I mean every single believer who is a part of the family of God. So if you've given your life to Christ, then I would consider you a part of the family of God. I would consider you a part of the collective. So therefore, whenever I say a directive for the collective, I'm meaning that the Lord has commanded you, fill in the blank, you, Jackie, you, Sarah, you, Brandon, to do this because you're his child. So it's just simply a directive for the collective is something that applies to all believers, no matter what. And so as the the series goes on um, in other episodes, we're going to kind of get more personal as we progress. So right now we're talking about things that apply to everyone all the time, no matter what, right? Like it's, it is in the Ten Commandments to not lie. Jesus affirms that as well. Um, and so that all the time, and I don't want to get into the ethical debates, like you could, you know, we could talk about that probably for days, but overall kind of doesn't matter what God is calling me specifically to do. He's always calling me to be honest, or he's always calling me um, to love my neighbor because those would be directives for the collective group. Um, so there are a plethora of these. I have mentioned a few, but here's my encouragement for you because I want to, one of my goals with the podcast is still to keep it um, short, but my encouragement for you is to take a minute to either pause the episode or when the episode's over, which it almost is, um, pick a few directives and reflect on how well you are doing at being obedient to these on a consistent basis and be both like sweet and hard on yourself. That's okay. Like you, you need a win. If you know that you maybe aren't doing good, like go ahead and give yourself a win also. Um, so like pick one that you feel like you're going to say, yes, I'm being obedient to, and then pick one that needs work. So for me, the directive um, that would be maybe a little um, easier for me to say, yes, I'm doing this to is to not lie. Um, it's upon becoming a believer, actually not really upon becoming a believer, because I lied as a teenager, um, but that was one area where I really feel like, you know, I was able to look at and I would feel conviction about it. And I progressively like lied less as I grew in my faith. Um, but at some point along the way, after those teenage years, I was injected, I think, with truth serum, like on Ant-Man. 
I hope that you've seen Ant-Man so you know what I'm talking about. But seriously, um, for me, being truthful and not lying is something that I typically do a pretty good job obeying. So I might like reflect on that and think, okay, so in some ways, you know, I can, I'm obedient in that way. Um, So that's good. But you also might think through things that are a little harder for you to say yes to, like totally walking in obedience to that directive. So for me, um, the directive of do the work of the evangelist. So I believe Paul talks about this, that as a believer, all believers, regardless of your spiritual gift, are to be doing the work of an evangelist. And so that's hard for me. Because what if I tell someone about Jesus and they're mean to me and I break out in hives in front of them, right? Or something like that. That wouldn't be good. And so that one is a little more difficult for me to obey. So that's something that I'm actively, you know, working on and praying through and trying to to figure out. So what I've done for you, if you want to like really go deep with me, which um, I really hope you will, actually, I really am praying that um, you will engage and that this could be something for you if you've maybe been struggling recently, maybe your goal for the new year was to to read your Bible or to get closer to Jesus or to get back serious about your faith or whatever. Um, and it's March. And so new, we know how New Year's goals go. Um, my hope is that this can kind of be the thing that gets you back on track. And so I hope you'll do this with me. Um, but I have actually created a little resource page for you. You can go to my website. It's just Jackie Moore, J-A-C-K-I-E-M-O-O-R-E dot org. I kind of wanted to sing that to the tune of the Mickey M-I-C-K, but I decided not to. Um, you go to that website. And if you click on the resources tab, there will be a PDF there that you can look at, that you can download, um, that you can just pray, spend some time. It's got scripture on it um, that have, it's called directives for the collective. So it's not an exhaustive list, but it gives you some things that you can just look at and pray through and think, how am I doing being obedient in these areas? And how is my attitude if I am saying yes, if I'm answering yes, like be real with yourself. Are you getting out the colors or are you getting out the nap mat in this situation? Right? What are, how are you being obedient? Um, and then tune in next week on Wednesday because we're gonna, we're gonna go deeper. I promise the intro won't be as long um, or really any other day. It doesn't have to be Wednesday just after I post it. Um, but I really hope that you'll jo- join me on this four episode journey through the process of obedience because um, I'm doing this in layers on purpose. And the last thing I want you to do, the thing I think would be the least helpful is for you to just like listen to this episode and then go on and live your life being mildly self-aware of your current ability to be obedient. Like that does nothing for you. And so let's like keep going, press in, do hard things we can. Um, Because my friends, we want to be intimate with God. That's the end goal. Because being intimate with God is being who we were created to be.